Hi, good morning. Hi, Desert Word Center. How is everybody doing this morning? Amen. All right. Well, it's a beautiful day to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, I'm sure everybody is aware that we are under a really uh, a heat advisory, so praise God for that. But we're good. The Lord's with us everywhere we go. Amen. And so uh, we got a barbecue tonight. The church barbecue is coming up. Yeah. And so we're going to celebrate that and have an awesome time also celebrating uh, my dad, pastor's birthday. So super excited about that. Uh, but you know what? Just be comfortable. Uh, stay cool today. That's why I look like a substitute seventh grade math teacher. And I'm fine with that. Like no one cares, you know. And, and I don't care what I look like today as long as I'm not overheating. So praise God for that. Amen. Uh, we are going to have a really good service. But hey, we want to take a minute here right at the beginning to kind of fill you in on a little uh, church family uh, business, little situation. And so if I could have your attention for a few minutes here this morning, and I want to fill you in on something that's kind of been a little bit, uh, well, very sad to us. Um, so many... Uh, Maylee, can you put that picture on the screen, please? So um, a lot of you already know this, but yesterday, uh, one of our 17-year-old teenagers went home to be with the Lord in heaven. And um, and so uh, it's hit us pretty hard, uh, but a lot of you know this is Kaylee, uh, Rosalinda's niece, and uh, Leanne's granddaughter, and uh, um Kaylee lives up north by San Francisco, uh, and she spends the summers with us here in Barstow and the holidays, and she is very, very special. She's a part of our youth group, and I'm pretty sure she's even been through church membership class, um, but she's been in church with us all summer so far. Even last Sunday night, uh, uh, she was here uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord. Uh, and so Kaylee had a lot of health issues since her uh, uh, infancy. And, uh, you know, some things happened this past week. And um, she was, uh, was up in the hospital there uh, by Stanford University. And yesterday she did enter into heaven with Jesus. Uh, and so I want to say a lot of you knew her uh, pretty well uh, from her summer visits with us. Uh, she brought joy. <laughs> I don't cry too often, but she brought joy into every single room that she entered. She was so affectionate. She hugged all of us. I mean, I know so many of you got, a, even if you didn't know her, she was uh, giving you a hug and loving on you and talking to you like she was just your best friend of all time. And uh, I know that our hearts hurt really badly right now. Um, Philippians 1.21 tells us that to live means we're living for Christ but to die is a gain for the Christian. And so you can't defeat a Christian. If we live, we're winning because we're living for Christ and we're victorious. But even as a Christian, if we die, we still win because we're in heaven with Jesus. And that is the ultimate victory. And, uh, you know, 2 Corinthians tells us that to be absent from the body uh, as a Christian just means that you're at home in heaven. And so uh, she's really at home now. And so I, uh, we're all hurting pretty bad, but we can't help but celebrate her victory and her gain. And we're going to be there with her someday uh, really, really soon. So... Um, 
You know, I'm going to say that the tears that we're uh, crying, are they're, they're for ourselves because we miss her. Uh, but uh, we can't feel sorry for her anymore. She's doing better than anybody is that's in this building or anybody that is on planet Earth. So she's uh, with Jesus and her daddy and other loved ones. And so uh, I just want you guys to know that uh, it's a, you know, it's been a difficult few days. And if I haven't responded to your text messages and uh, Instagrams and Facebook messages timely, or if I forgot to call somebody, I'm really sorry. Uh, but we've been tied up with this situation pretty, pretty deeply for a few days. So anyway, Pastor Katie, do you want to uh, say anything this morning? She was your youth student, huh? <laughs> Um, I just wanted to share that on Wednesday, um, I couldn't have been more proud of our, our youth group, our teenagers who all stood together and prayed over Kaylee. Um, and as everything's gone on, they've still stood in faith. They've still prayed over the family. Uh, and this is the kind of season when you see all the fun and all the silly that we do here, but the word that's taught here, this is the kind of season that it gets heavily used. And this is the kind of season that you, you have to have that in you. So it's not a game and it's not just something we do on Sundays or on Wednesdays. Um, Kaylee loved God with all her heart. And um, she just is a living testimony of God's goodness and his faithfulness and what one person in a household and a family can do for Jesus. Um, so, you know, as you listen to the word on Sundays and as you read throughout the week, just remember it may be easy today, but you have in you the word of God, the strength of God. And that's what her family has been able to stand on and to lean on and to know that she truly is uh, just having a great time hugging Jesus and worshiping. So uh, Rosalinda, as you know, is one of our elders here at church, and she was out at her bedside with her. So uh, we, we give thanks that she got to be there and, and all that. But uh, certainly a, a difficult situation. So we want to pray over the whole family this morning and and we understand we we don't pray for kaylee at this point she's in heaven and she's better than any of us are but we definitely do want to uh lift up the entire family as they uh, begin to deal with this amen so can we stand up together this morning and uh, we're just going to be in agreement together for the healing uh anointing that only jesus that only his holy spirit can bring in uh, in a time like this so uh, let's go ahead and we're going to lift this family up father in jesus name lord we thank you you are good your mercy endures forever lord and we know that you came to give life and give life more abundantly and so we absolutely stand on your word and we also know that the holy spirit is called the comforter and so we pray for the 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 holy spirit the comforter right now to have his arms around uh, Rosalinda, Leanne, Joseph, Olivia, and the entire family. Uh, Lord, we know that only you uh, could could give us the strength in a time like this. And Lord, Psalm 18, uh, this says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior, and in him will I trust. And so we trust you, Lord, and you are our rock right now. Uh, we understand we wouldn't look to anything else for comfort. We wouldn't look to anything else for help. Only you can do that. And so 
uh, we thank you uh, for your goodness and uh, your mercy upon the entire family right now. And we will see Kaylee again someday, Lord, and she will be healthy and whole and doing the best she's ever been. We love you and we praise you today. You are good forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a little bit of praise this morning? Amen. All right. Well, I'm not sure at this point, you know, uh, any type of uh, arrangements for a service. Um, and so, you know, Pastor Katie and I will gladly go up there and do one. Um, but at the same time, if we're going to do something here in Barstow, everybody will know about it. As if the family, you know, is on board with that. And, uh, and we'll make sure everybody can be there. So, amen. Well, I love you guys and I thank you for being. That's why we need a church family, man. You don't want to do something like this alone. And so it's important to be surrounded by the right people during these times. Amen. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, um, let's go ahead and stand up together together again this morning. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what we do. And we're going to speak some words of faith over the United States. And I thought we could have a few minutes here of meet and greet time to give each other some hugs and some love because uh, we maybe need a little bit extra today than we do on some days. Amen. So let's go ahead and we're going to speak these words of faith together over the United States. Let's say this. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him some praise today. <coughs> All right. Hey, let's take a few minutes here to do a little meet and greet time. Go find somebody, give them some hugs, some handshakes, some fist bumps, pass some love around. Amen. And we'll get into the rest of the service after that. Let's go.
some announcements here. I'll let Pastor Katie and uh, Mrs. Pastor want to say a couple things too. So uh, we'll get into our announcements. So mom, you want to go first? All right. Very good. Very good. Well, praise God. That was Kaylee's favorite time of church. Yes. So thank you, Jesus. Thanks for the hugs. A couple of things. First of all, the church barbecue is tonight. It is dad's birthday, pastor dad's birthday, okay, tomorrow. So tonight we're all going to bring all of our cards and any gifts or blessings that you brought him. And I may have gotten a little overly excited on the cake and cupcakes. (laughs) It's fine. We love our dad. Okay. And we love, uh, the spirit of God in him that has changed all of our lives. So let's make tonight really, really awesome. Not just as a church family, but for him, it's a big family birthday party and it is at six o'clock tonight. Yes. In addition to that, immediately following service, if you would like to help tidy up some of the kitchen, (gasps) maybe. Okay. There it is. Amen. Are you awake? Thank you, Jesus. Well, you're paying attention now, right? Okay, so a bunch of the children's church team cleaned out some things in Victory yesterday. Good things, not gross things, you know, because if you know Victory Hall, praise God. Anyway, 
after service, if you would like to help Rayliana Garcia and Lily Mata uh, tidy up some of the kitchen so that Renee can just come in tonight and be ready for the barbecue, that would be a blessing. So immediately after service, if you want to help with that, that would be great. Baptisms, not baptisms. It says mom. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Mom's coming in a minute. Um, it just has written mom, you know, so if you see mom, you should stop. Anyway, baptisms are coming on July 30th, Sunday, July 30th, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Yes, and they are passing around a clipboard uh, for you to sign up for that. And we love to, as a church family, join with you in you proclaiming that you're living your life for Jesus and that you're clean and new. And so it's one of our favorite, favorite times as a church family as well. Um, also on July 29th, so the Saturday before that at Adelanto Stadium, they're having a Christian concert day, um, the International Gospel Festival. Uh, and our very own Alex Church is playing, I don't even see him right now. Hi. I don't know. He's hard to see. Alex Church. I'm sorry. I love you, Alex. He was one of our youth babies too. Anyway, so Alex uh, will be playing with Day's Eye at 5 o'clock that evening. I believe it does start at 10 a.m. So you can spend the whole day just hanging at the Christian Festival and then come get dunked the next day. That would be great. Baptize the next day. That would be awesome. Um, speaking of water, uh, the HDWC pool party is going to be August 4th, Friday, yeah. August 4th. And... This is an hour off, so 6 to 8 p.m., okay, 6 to 8 p.m. Okay, so here's the thing. The pool closes at 9, so if we tell you 8, you'll actually be out by 9, you know what I'm saying? So it's 6 to 8 because at 9, you got to go. Because you know around here, we flip the lights like 8 times before y'all leave. Like, go outside. We love you. Anyway, so pool party will end at 8. I'll start scooting you out the door. Really at 9 is when it closes, okay? So come to the pool party. There's no cost to that. Um, we're just going to get together and hang out as a family. Um, it's our, like, back-to-school bash because then school starts for Barstow on the 7th. It's early this year. Praise God. I think so. The rest of us parents, praise God. Sorry, students. Anyway, in addition to that, um, we will be praying over all the students, all the school employees, administrators, teachers on that Sunday, August 6th as well in the morning service. Okay, if you are with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, can you wave at me? If your first time here. Hi, I love you. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, Mr. Alva here has some information for you about the church. And uh, if you would take that to the information booth after service, we also have a gift for you that we would like to share. We're so glad that you're with us today. Well, good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Are you awake? So how are you doing? That's what I thought. You know, you man, you got to vocalize what you're blessed. Okay. Um, I am up here to remind you, I, all of you should have received a kind of a little note of instruction about the birthdays that are going on around here for the pastoral staff for uh, July. We can't help it that three of them are born in July. You know what I'm saying? However, so Katie filled in on pastor for tonight. 
But on the 23rd, which is next Saturday, we will be receiving an offering for Pastor Dave and Pastor Katie because she's the birthday is the 21st and his is the 24th. Now, I also uh, included instructions to uh, we will be taking a monetary offering for them. But bring a card, write a note. Uh, you know, I wrote that in that little thing that I gave you of encouragement and things like that. But last night, I thought, man, it'd be nice to read to you a poem about pastors. And so I looked at all the pastor poems on the Internet, and they were terrible. So I said, Lord, help me write a poem about pastors. So he did. So I'm going to read you this poem about pastors. Perhaps that, you know, some people falsely think that all that pastors do is show up on a Sunday morning and preach. Not so. Pastors are on call 24-7. Some of you may realize that, some of you don't. So pardon me while I switch my glasses here, and I will read this to you. So I hope it blesses you. Okay. What is a pastor? A pastor is one called by the Lord to stand in his stead, to heed the sacred call, to go far from home wherever God leaves, to lay down self-plans for strangers he'll meet. This could apply to male or female, but I did he. To strangers he goes, leaving loved ones behind, to love them, to feed them, even if they are unkind. The call is that simple but rare. Time spent in the word and time spent in prayer. Prayers prayed you'll never know where intervention was needed from God's holy throne. A pastor is one who lays down his life for the sheep day in and day out, sometimes without sleep. A pastor is one who could earn more elsewhere with talents he owns, but instead he runs past. He turns a blind eye from what sparkles and shines from that which might sway to serve God alone. A pastor is one who sits down to rest when here comes a call of one in distress. A pastor so tired and wearied in life rises from his chair to another sacrifice. A pastor is one with his family own, a wife and his children to guide and to care, who cry out as well for his attention and time. He's not your good buddy. He's not your old pal. He's one to be respected of one you must care. He's your mentor from the pulpit, from his example in life. He led you to Jesus. He fed you God's word. Don't take him for granted. For him, God could move. Amen. Good job, Mom. I appreciate it. <laughs> Amen. Well, we've got one more uh, order of business this morning before we move on with the rest of the service. As it's a lot to fit into one Sunday. Amen. Uh, but hey, we had last Sunday night membership class. And so we have, I think, 14 new members with us. Amen. So now not all of them are at this service some are, will be at the sunday night or wednesday night uh, but we want to call up those that are here with us this morning and give them their membership certificates and so uh we'll go out down to the floor level here and we will start calling some names up now a few of these are uh are people that have been here for a long time but they took <laughs> membership class when they were kids and so we had them take it again as adults so uh amen so let's have lily mata if you're in the house with us amen Lily, I'm. Are you? I'll turn mine. 
I'm so excited to have Lily come up first uh, because she's she's a product of the house. Talk about what HGWC does. She's a product of the house. And it's Lily's least favorite thing to stand in front of you. So here we are together. And Miss Billy Braun. Miss Billy Braun, you're okay right here. We're so glad to claim you as family. Mr. Matthew Figueroa, sir. Who was forced to go to membership, but truly loved it. Right? Oh, yes. There was food, okay. Uh, Jesse Figueroa. Yes, they're twins. Sorry, yes, they are twins. Miss Violet Moore. <laughs> who is... <laughs> who is also so excited to come stand up here. <laughs> She's family in a hundred ways. Did you see her ditch that hug? I went to hug you and you left me. I'm so sad. Okay, so Colin Moore and Annie Moore, the rest of the family. I think this is Annie's third time being a member here. Yes. <laughs> It's like her third time being a member here. We love you. Uh, Naomi King. You know, the best part of being up here is that we can see your reaction when you're annoyed with us. So as we said, hey, new members, she went like this. <sighs> yes. Uh, Miss Emma Yates. Yes. Okay, Emma's whole family is all part of us, so we're, we're really glad that you finally claimed us. Yeah, we love you, Miss Emma. Okay, and Yvette Rivera, is she with us today? I haven't seen her. Yep, Yvette will be here tonight. Justin Garcia. Yes, mister. And not to embarrass you, but I have everyone else. So... Justin always dresses like he loves church. And can I just tell you, husbands and gentlemen, could you please take a note of his shoes? Not just today, but whenever you see him, okay? They always match his clothing. He does a good job. Anyway, Claire Garcia. Mom's not here today, but she raised this, okay? Yes, praise God. Okay, well, this is our new church family. Yes. Welcome to the family. We love you. All right. Short people up front. Right, here we go. Are we good? Alex, can you get this? Very good, yeah. Well, praise God. We love you guys. Welcome officially to the family. Amen. Amen. Oh, and uh, 
Yes, we do have one extra. Um, Alex Church has uh, been in this church longer than I have, actually. And uh, But we had him take membership class again because we found out that the last time he took it was like 50 years ago. So we, uh, anyway, Alex. We forgot that he had only taken it as a teenager. Yes. And so when we said, hey, if you've turned 18 and you need to take membership again, and Alex showed up to take pictures and he's like, hey, Amen. I don't know when the last time I said, well, let me check the date. Well, there was no date. So right. we just let him run around acting like. <laughs> <laughs> the head All of right. the media department gets to take only a selfie. That's Sorry, right, yeah. sir. Hey, bud. We do love you. All right. Well, praise God. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. So we'll have pastor come on up and do that for us. And man, we're having a good time. Uh, so I know it's, hey, we know it's a little bit warm outside. So fan yourself and stay cool. But we're here for Jesus today. Amen. All right. Pastor is going to go ahead and do our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I realized as we were sitting there, on this very Sunday in the year 2005, was the first time Mrs. Pastor and I had ever been to California. 2005, we were invited to the church in Indiana, and we flew a plane out here, and we preached up here this pulpit for the first time 18 years ago today. Amen. Amen. And then, and then on that Sunday night, some, some of them are still here that was there. On Sunday, on Sunday night, they set a couple tables across here and had a bunch of uh, church people showed up, got to ask us questions about us, what we believed, and all those kind of things. They decided they thought it was a God thing to vote us in as pastors. It's because the pastors in 2005, and I'm, I'm just thinking about it. I've, I've talked to different people the last few days about things going on in their lives, and because the influence we brought with the Word of God and role modeling how to live for Jesus, there's been so many lives changed. In our realm of influence out here, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't count them. And so I'm so glad, for the kingdom of God's sake, that God uprooted us from Indiana and sent us out here and had good results. Amen. Let's give the Lord another hand. I think, I think that's pretty special. <clears throat> and so for a happy time, hold up your, hold up your hands in an envelope for tithes and offerings. And I'm going I'm to share a little bit today because that's what we're all about is to show you the results of doing what Jesus says do. Amen. Look at Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. And there's a lot going on today, and a lot's already happened, but the main thing is it's not so much of what goes on in here, that's important, but it's what goes on when you leave. Because the devil's not really going to attack you here. It's going to be when you walk out those doors. And so what we can influence you with here that sticks with you and how you respond out there is going to determine your quality of life and a lot of people around you. Malachi chapter 3, I'm going to look at verse 10. It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. And I really like modern technology, but God likes Christians to show up to bring the tithe into the storehouse. And so even if you give online, you tithe online, whatever you do, it's good to personally come in because how many notice the anointed of God that's in a place like this? Amen. And, and, and the hugs you get and the love you get and the things that happen when people see you face to face. So God likes you to come to church. Bring you all the tithes to the storehouse, your local church, that there may be spiritual food, says meat, 
the spiritual food in my house and then prove me. Now here was Seth, the Lord of hosts. And I want you to see these promises from God and I'm going to share some things that's really going to help you. If I not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there's not room enough to receive it. And what God's talking about, when you're a faithful tither, you get in God's blessing plan. You get to heaven by being born again, but you get heaven working in your life by being a tither consistently. Amen? It says, and I will rebuke the devourer. Somebody tell me who the devourer is. Oh, I, I thought it was politicians. I thought I thought it was the media. Now the devil's behind every bad thing in the world. He's the one that wants to still kill and destroy your life. And it says, prove me now, he'll rebuke the environment. He shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast a fruit for the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. That means God wants the good things that begins in your life to come to pass. He doesn't want the devil to be able to come and still kill and destroy the things in your life. And then look, here's what God wants out of it. All nations or all people shall call you blessed. God wants people that see his blessing on your life to call you blessed. When they call you blessed, they've opened the door for you to tell them why you're blessed. Amen. And it says, you'll be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now look at one more place, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit that's really going to help you. Look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. And I've been a faithful tither all my Christian life. And I tell you that as we look at this verse, why? Mrs. Pastor's been a faithful tither. My children are tithers. Their mates are tithers. My grandchildren are tithers. We've passed the blessing along. And so I'd like everybody to be a tither for the reason I'm going to show you. He says in verse 12 of Hebrews 6, that you be not slothful, don't be lazy, don't back off, but be followers or imitators of them who faith and patience inherit the promises and we're talking about the promises of tither today as always says you imitate you follow the example of those who have inherited the promises I'm going to tell you some things I don't usually talk about things going on in my life but I want to tell you this for you to help you how many could comprehend that three weeks ago today I had a major stroke on an airplane coming back from Honduras to Houston and it's a major stroke because the doctors at St. Mary's said you had a major stroke. And so on the airplane, I couldn't talk in English, just goofy stuff came out. Bad things happened to him on the airplane, and my wife laid hands on me right there in the airplane. He had to speak words of faith. And after about 15 minutes, I think, I came out of it. But we knew things that happened, real serious happened, so we got back to California. Glory to God. Amen. The devil's rebuked in Jesus' name. Amen. And so the testimony got back from California. Doctor wanted me to go to St. Mary's, so I spent three days in St. Mary's. They ran every kind of test you could think of. And the doctor suggests say, there's no reason you should be talking right now. They saw a golf ball-sized thing on my brain back there from the stroke in the back of my head in the serious place. And that controls your uh, speaking functions, your thoughts, your walk, your balance, said you shouldn't be able to stand up, shouldn't be able to speak, shouldn't be able to talk. But you know what? Jesus rebuked the devourer for my sake. Amen. 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 And so through faith and patience, inherit the promises. You know what the doctors just say? They didn't say blessed, but they said, somebody up there likes you. 
Somebody's taking care of you. I said, yeah, that's Jesus. He's my blesser. Amen. So I got out of the hospital. Out of one of these really hot days last week, Mrs. Pastor's driving our car. And in Pastor Dave's driveway, all of a sudden, the car, whoop, bad things happened. Well, it turned up a serpentine belt. A mechanic fixed our car for free. I call that blessed. I call that blessed. And then the next day, we got a house that's almost brand new. Got a th- these big fancy things called a tankless water heater. And all of a sudden, we got no hot water. And so we had different people looking at doing things like that. Most of them were ignorant, didn't know what to do. And it got up to where it was going to be $500. And so one of our church members heard about it. He came over and said, Pastor, let me look at it and see what I can do. Took the cover off, pushed a button after, after we dip out water for a week. Hot water's all, cost us nothing. I call that rebuking the devourer. And then, and then, and then, see, the gospel's good news. And good news overrides bad news. And so then the temperature started to get up to 100, and brand new central air went out. This isn't a daily occurrence for us, but I think somewhere in there, Satan doesn't like our lifestyle testimony. And so anyway, our central air goes out. And so the same church member said, I got a friend that's pretty smart about these things. They come out. And so we don't just have a regular central air. We don't have those things in the ground. You see the big round things outside your house? We got a little box that big up in my attic. It's called geothermal. And nobody out there seems knows about it. This guy came over and researched it. Took him two days. But he found a part inside that went out. And so he fixed the part. No charge. No charge. And all these things happen. But I'm telling you this. Malachi chapter 3. Listen to what I'm saying. God said, open the windows of heaven for my blessing out of your life. He said, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Said, people that see you will see my blessing and call you blessed. How many here, from what I've just shared, will say we're blessed? Amen. And so, you notice he said, through faith and patience. And so I can tell you this. We have consistently, uh, consistently paid our time to Jesus every pay period, all of our Christian lives. And just those few things I told you right there, the stroke and everything else, how much do you think that God saved us financial things and grief through all those things that happened? Think that'd make up for a few tithes? Amen. Just remember this. The tithe is not a God tax, like there's tax on everything. The God is a key to a covenant. The tithe is a key to a covenant that God made this people. And we call that tithers' rights. You have rights to all the blessings of God if you do what God said. He said, bring the tither in. He said, bring the tithe in. I rebuke the devourer. Bring the tithe in. The blessings on your life. Bring the tithe in. People see the blessing and they call you blessed. Amen. Well, let's stand up. Amen. Go ahead and give the Lord a shout. Give him a hand. Praise God. I'll tell you what, this, this, this is so real. Let's make our financial faith confession and bring our tithes up to the offering, to the altar. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, 
blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for all my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, give generously in the kingdom of God, promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Feel free to join us at the altar for worship today. And let's sing to the Lord together. Our praise becomes your house, your place. Our praise becomes your house, your place. Our praise becomes your house, your place. Our praise becomes your house, your place, oh God. We sing a song and you come in, make a dance and you come in, shout your name and you come in, give you praise and you come in, sing a song and you come in, make a dance and you come in, shout your name and you come in, give you praise.
and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and so we thank you good shepherd for leading us for guiding us and for never ever leaving us we love you and we praise you for that and Lord I pray that you would speak to each person here today Lord you only you know what we need to hear and so I pray that you would speak to us we'd have open hearts and open ears to receive the word of God we love you so much and we thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we say amen together today? Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. He is good all the time. Hallelujah. Well, you can make your way to your seats today. Amen. We're having a good time of worship there. Praise God. I love it. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Well, we're going to get into the word of God today. And, uh, you know, I always, I love getting into God's word because it is our everything. And <laughs> wait, give us a, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I've had to give, I haven't had to give my speech for like three or four weeks, but does anybody want the speech again? Or are we good? All right, here, let's give the speech. Okay, so we just invested thousands and thousands of dollars into a brand new sound system. It's state-of-the-art, and it's basically a spaceship. Well, we're still learning how to run the thing, and so it looks like something from the Jetsons. Every now and then, uh, we have a kink to work out, and apparently today, we're still working out some bugs with our brand new sound system. So uh, forgive the boys. They're doing a great job, and uh, we'll get through it. Amen. All right, there's the speech. Who loved having the speech today? Amen. All right. Good speech. You like that? Amen. All right. Amen. So anyway, I want to get into the word today. So um, I'm in a series called Grown Ups. We're in a series called Grown Ups. And today was going to be part 10 of that series. And it's going to be about how to hear the voice of God. And uh, so it's a great sermon that's already written. But, uh, you know, the Lord just took me a different direction today. And I'm not the smartest man in the world. But I did learn a while back that when God says, hey, do this instead of that. Well, I learned to just listen and, and, you know, go a different direction. So today is a totally different message, uh, not planned at all, uh, very uh, just last minute, but it's what the Lord, I feel, wanted me to speak about today. And, uh, and the title is this. It's called, He Will Strengthen You. Amen? Who knows that, that there are times in life when you may come upon a situation that flat out you are not strong enough to handle on your own. No matter how strong you may be, you are going to have to find some strength from an outside source. And uh, and, and as a born-again Christian, which I know most of you in here are, uh, you know that there's only one place to get that strength from. Amen? And it's not from, you know, money. It's not from getting a bunch of followers and clout on social media. The only way to get the strength that you need is from God Almighty. Amen. From our Lord Jesus. And so I'm going to show you uh, one of my favorite Bible verses, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3. And if you need an outline for the message, raise your hand. The ushers will get one uh, to you this morning so you can follow along. But we're looking right now at 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 3. And I have shared this verse several times. In fact, I've got a lot of verses this morning that I'm going to share uh, with you that are kind of some of our regular verses, and uh, and they're they're just some of my favorite verses. But 2 Thessalonians 3, 
and verse 3, and you need to get a hold of this. This is an easy verse that you can memorize and quote. Uh, you know, I know a lot of times we're looking at verses that we could memorize or get into our heart that we could just fire them right out of our mouth. This is a pretty easy verse to memorize. And so I would uh, encourage you that if you've been looking for one, well, here's a good one right here. So 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 3, it says, but the Lord is faithful. Who knows that today? That he is faithful. What will he do? He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And so what we're going to do is break this verse down. Uh, This is what you would call a textual sermon where all of our points will come right out of this text right here. But we're going to break this verse down into three parts and study it out a little bit with some additional verses. And so uh, I, I want to say this. Number one, very simple. Number one, the Lord is faithful. Who knows that? Amen. That the Lord is faithful. And this is not rocket science. This is not deep. But you have to know that no matter what we're going through, you got to know that you are not in it alone. Who knows that? That you're not in it alone. There's a famous old poem that I just remember back in the 90s when I was growing up, like every church had this poem in a, in a frame somewhere at their church, at least in Indiana. But it's this poem called The Footprints in the Sand. Has anybody heard of The Footprints in the Sand? And, and you know, I love this poem because it has a tremendous amount of truth in it. And so this man has a dream one night that he's walking along the beach with God and, and he just sees the uh, two sets of footprints and it's his footprint and God's footprints along this sandy beach. And as they're going, he recognizes, you know, different points in life uh, that, Hey, this was, this was me with you, God. And, and this was a big moment of victory. And, 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 and this was a moment we celebrated. But then after a while, as he kind of back on on what's going on he's like wait a minute every single time in my life uh, that that it that it was the hardest times the times that were the absolute worst i only see one set of footprints and and the man begins to question god he says well god why is it that every time i needed you the most every time that it was the absolute worst there's only one set of footprints there i don't get why you would abandon me And my worst times. And God speaks to the man and says, son, listen, every time that you saw one set of footprints, those were my footprints because I picked you up and I carried you through that situation. Amen. And you better know this morning that you're going to look back on life someday and you're going to say, I, what happened? This was the worst point and there's only one set of footprints, but you better know it's because God picked you up. Amen. And carried you right through it. And you didn't realize it at the time because you were just so knocked for a, you know, for a doozy right there, but you didn't even know it. But God was carrying you through that situation. Who could relate to that right there where there's been a time or two uh, just like that? But you need to know that one of the primary strategies of Satan is called isolation. It's called isolation. He always wants you to feel like you are completely alone. Has anybody noticed that? When you're going through a hard time, he always wants you to feel like 
you're completely alone, like that God abandoned you, that your church family abandoned you, that somebody else, you know, wasn't there for you. And, and, and what is this? This is a classic textbook strategy of the devil. You need to know that you are not alone. And I'm going to show you a verse again that I use a lot. First Corinthians 10, 13 this morning. Let's go over there to first Corinthians 10, 13. Are we still together today? First Corinthians 10, 13, and I'll read it out of the new King James first Corinthians 10, 13, but you need to know that the Lord is faithful. And sometimes let's get real. People aren't always as faithful as they should be. Uh, and per, there's, perhaps there's a chance that maybe you haven't been as faithful as you should be, uh, to the Lord or to other people. Uh, so why is that? Well, people aren't perfect. Amen. Everybody makes mistakes. We, and, and that's just the facts of life. Everybody makes mistakes, but God does not make mistakes. And he is always faithful. First Corinthians 10 and verse 13 in the new King James, it says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. And the NLT says the temptations or, or troubles of life that you experience are no different than what others experience. But here's the thing. Look at this next sentence, but God is faithful. You ought to know that. That's what we're talking about. God is faithful. Can you say it with me? God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will always make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Well, a lot of things I like about this verse, uh, there's a lot, but one thing is, is this word temptation, and you've heard me say this a thousand times, but it is a Greek word that it was written in, a Greek word, I believe, pyrasmus, and this word is synonymous with trouble, difficulty, trial, and, and all these things, and it all ties in. And so you could read this verse, no temptation, no trouble, no trial, no difficulty uh, that is coming to you uh, is any different than what others experience. And so what am I saying right here? The devil, anytime you have a bad situation, maybe you've sinned, maybe you've done something wrong, the devil wants to come come to you and say, you are a loser. You are a fake. You're a fraud. You're a phony. You're the only one that has ever done that in that entire church. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. And honestly, you should just never go again because you don't deserve to be there. And I know that the devil tells people that, or, or, or he'll, or he'll try to isolate you this way and say, no, you know what? Don't even talk to anybody about it. Nobody could even possibly know because nobody there has ever been through something like that. Nobody. You're, you, you're literally a freak of nature. You're the only one that's ever had this type of a situation happen. And the devil will tell you that. And if you aren't grown in the Lord, you'll believe it. You'll believe it. And so you will isolate yourself from the very people, from the very place that you were called to be at to receive the help that you need. And then what happens? Well, you, you know, you just can a downward spiral from there. The devil's job is pretty much over at that point. He got you separated and now we'll just, you know, destroy the rest of our life on our own. And that sounds really harsh and really cruel, but it's the absolute truth. The devil wants you to isolate yourself. But I'm telling you today, listen, the Lord is faithful. Amen. He's faithful. 
He will bring you through it. And so here's another verse, Nahum 1.7. Nahum 1.7. Woo, it's a good verse. Amen. Who loves the book of Nahum? Okay, who's actually read the book of Nahum? All right. Amen, amen. So Nahum, it's towards the end of the Old Testament. Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah. Uh, but let's go to Nahum. One seven. If you are having trouble finding it, it is on page eight seventy four. All right. So Nahum one seven. Now check it out, man. Love this verse. You but you need to highlight, underline, put cute little stars beside. Do something to get this verse uh, to stand out to you because this is a verse that I go to frequently. Nahum one seven. It says the Lord is good. Who knows that today? The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. The Lord is good, a stronghold. The word stronghold here means a refuge. It means a fortress. And so when trouble comes, and it does come to everyone, listen, you know that, right? Has anyone in here ever uh, been to the day of trouble? Yeah, I'm the only one. Yeah, but dude, I, I've had a lot of great days in my life. The good has by far outweighed the bad. And I just can't deny that fact. 99% good. But there has been a day or two that I could say, hey, this must be the day of trouble. Now, when, when we're born again, uh, we understand that we're never promised that we will never, ever have storms and difficulties, right? Uh, we're never, but we are promised that we'll never be alone in the storm and in the difficulty and he will bring us through it. And so this verse, let's do this. Say it with me. All right. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. You've got to get that in your life. God's good. He's not bad. He's the source of good and he will always deliver us from the day of trouble. All right. Point number two today is this number two. We're talking about how the Lord will strengthen you. And so number one, the Lord is faithful beyond a shadow of a doubt. And then number two is this. He will strengthen you. He will strengthen you. And so when I, when I read this part of the verse, sometimes I can imagine, man, I'm in the 15th round of the fight. Uh, I feel like I can't go on. Anybody now, you know, I, I don't, I don't make a lot of flat out, uh, you know, statements that aren't up for debate, but there is one statement that I can make that is not debatable. All right. And there's two great movies of all time. Number one's probably dumb and dumber, but close to, uh, no, under, under, no, you can't even debate this. All right. The, Maybe a tie for first place, possibly second is Rocky four. Everybody knows this. I mean, you knew that, right? You didn't know? Okay, write that down. That ought to be in the notes. But yeah, it's, it's just the truth. Everybody knows. Everybody agrees. And no one's in denial that Rocky IV is probably the best movie ever made. And so what's happening in Rocky IV is, man, we got our man Rocky over there in Russia, right? And, and, and he is fighting big, tall Russian round for round. They're just beating each other's brains out. And it's like to the final round. And, and it looks like he just doesn't have the strength to go on. Come to think of it, every Rocky. 
Rocky movies, the exact same. But anyway, so, so here he is. I mean, just a bloody mess. And somehow the crowd gets on his side. He gets the Soviet Union, the communists start chanting, USA, you. And so what happens? Rocky, Rocky, he comes from behind. He gets some sort of source of strength and he beats the big, tall, stinky enemy right there on his home turf. Well, what happened? He got some strength and sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you have been in the fight for a while, right? I like a good quick fight where it's just over and done and boom, let's move on. But sometimes it takes a little while. And so sometimes we feel like, man, we've been here in the ring for 14 or 15 rounds. But you need to know that when you're in that moment, you've got a promise from God. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 3 he says, he will strengthen you. He will strengthen you. And let me show you Luke 22 verse 43. Luke 22 and verse 43. Amen. Who knows that the Lord will strengthen you today? Amen. You know, someone will say, man, just be strong. You can do it. And well, that's really not the best advice ever. You need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians six ten. And so let's look at Luke 22, verse 43. Luke 22 and verse 43. And so this is Jesus in, uh, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he is praying right before they're getting ready to uh, arrest him and, and, and crucify him. And, and, and if you read uh, Matthew's uh, account and Mark and John, you'll see that Jesus asked the disciples, hey, could you guys go pray with me? And what happened? They kept falling asleep, right? And Jesus gets a little upset. He's like, you couldn't even pray with me for an hour? And, uh, and you know, that's kind of a, a bad moment there, not that their, you know, best moment of time. Uh, but just know that, hey, even when Jesus needed people to be there for him, sometimes they weren't. And a lot of times they weren't. But let's see what happens here. Luke 22, verse 43, Jesus is praying and, 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 and talking to God in verse 43. It says, then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. An angel from heaven appeared and strengthened Jesus. Isn't that an incredible thing to think about? Now, I don't exactly know how or why or what the angel did, but I do know this much that in Jesus' moment of need, this was, I mean, he knew what lay ahead in the very near future. He needed some help. And guess what? God sent an angel from heaven and he appeared and strengthened him. And so I think that's an incredible thing to think about that. If Jesus himself, while he was in body here on earth, could get some help from heaven, listen, help is available to you too. He will strengthen you when you need it the most. Has anybody experienced that? Where you, I mean, no no other explanation. He's the one that gave you strength. Here's another home run verse for you. Isaiah 40 verse 31. You should be taking notes because we are just tossing out some incredible verses to you today. These are, these are some really good ones. I'm not going to lie. Isaiah 40 at verse 31, Isaiah 40 and verse 31. Amen. Check this out. Isaiah 40 verse 31. This is a verse that you, you gotta know. It says this, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. 
Amen. Sometimes, man, you need some extra. You need some new strength. Look what happens. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Amen. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. I absolutely love that. And I can't tell you how many times, man, that I've been in a situation where I felt like I just couldn't go on, but God showed up because he always does. He's always faithful and gave me the strength that I needed. And you need to know that when we've reached the end of our limit and capability, that's okay because all you can do is rely on God at that point. Sometimes when we've still got it under control in our own hands, well, we're still kind of relying on ourselves. We're still trusting in our own self. But you eventually get to this point where, you know what? Uh, All I've got is God. And believe it or not, sometimes that can be a very useful thing because you've got to get to a point where you fully rely on God and not on yourself. And, uh, and, and, and everybody's got to have a point in time where they can say, you know what? There's no other way. That was God. There's no other way. It was only God that brought me through that. Do you have time for another quick, awesome verse? Psalm 121, anybody? Shall we? Yeah. Okay. Psalm 121. Let's go. Psalm 121. Going to read it in the new King James. And so... What are we doing here? I'm just trying to give you several really awesome verses this morning to strengthen you because as we read in the beginning, man, it's the whole title of this. He will strengthen you no matter what. He will strengthen you. you you've got a health thing going on. You've got a marriage thing going on. You've got a money thing going on. You've got a kid thing going on. You've got a job thing going on. You've got a heat wave hitting your whole town and you feel like you're going to melt. Listen, he will strengthen you. Amen. Amen. So I may or may not randomly go to Walmart <laughs> on days like this where I'm like, hey, you know what? They're paying the electric bill. Let's go, kids. Let's, let's hang out by the popsicles. <laughs> All right. Psalm 121. I will lift my eyes up to the hills from whence comes my help. And so he's saying, I can look up to the mountains uh, or anywhere. Where does my help come from? Verse two, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And and, and so he says, my my help comes from the God that made the mountains. Okay. I, I don't need anything else. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Do you know that God never sleeps? Jesus never sleeps. Amen. And and, and so when he was here on earth, we have record of him taking naps and sleeping. But listen, up there in heaven, he doesn't sleep or slumber. He's always watching over you. Verse four, behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Somebody should give God some thanks for some shade today. Amen. I love the shade. Oh my goodness. Oh, anyway. And so we're talking about, he's your shade. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. Verse eight, the Lord shall preserve your going out. 
and you're coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. So we know that he will strengthen you. He will guard you. He is always there with us. If you feel like the sun's going to take you out, hey, he'll provide some shade. If you got issues, you know, he said, even at that night, the moon, it can't get me. Listen, he is always there for us. And you need to get this in your heart. Everybody would say, yeah, we know this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Trust in the Lord, but you got to get it from here down in to here. Amen. It doesn't say to trust in the Lord with all of your head, with all of your brain, with all of your mind. This says trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Proverbs three, lean not to your own understanding. Amen. And so that's what we're saying today. And point number three is this number three. Again, this is all from our opening text. Second Thessalonians three, verse three, number three, he will guard you from the evil one. He will guard you from the evil one. Wait a minute. There's an evil one. Oh yeah. Hey, there's an evil one. We're not denying that. There is an enemy. And, and the scripture continuously tells us that, especially all over the New Testament. Peter said he goes around like a roaring lion, seeking someone whom he may devour. And so over and over again, the scripture tells us that, yeah, there's an enemy. And some people just flat out don't want to, you know, admit that, but it's the truth. But here's the good news. I'm not afraid of the devil. I'm not afraid of the enemy because Jesus is for me. Amen. And if God be for me, who could ever be against me? Amen. And we know that, that when Jesus died, it says he went down, he descended to the lower parts, remaining hell, and he spoiled principalities and powers. That means he went straight in to the devil's own neighborhood, went to hell and beat the devil up. And in Revelation, he said, I've got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Amen. He is victorious over the devil. Hallelujah. And so, yeah, it's okay to give God some praise. And so as you recall, about nine minutes ago, we referred to Nahum 1-7 and it says that God is good. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He's a fortress, which means he is a guard. He will protect you from the evil one. Isaiah 43 verse 2. Isaiah 43 verse 2. Amen. I'm trying to get you some, uh, some ammo for you today because the word of God, it's, it, it's everything to us. It is the sword of the spirit. Isaiah 43 and verse two. And I know I've said this several times, get your highlighters out, get your red pen out, put some stars beside it, get a hold of this verse because you're going to need it. Isaiah 43 in verse two, it says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And so what does this mean? That means no matter what the worst things that life or this world can throw at you. If it tries to drown you, if it tries to burn you, whatever it is that tries to happen to you in this life, it is not enough to get rid of you. It is not enough to take you down. It is not enough 
to destroy you. He says, I will be with you. Now, again, we're not promised that we'll never face some deep waters or fires in life. In fact, it pretty much promises that we will face some deep waters and fires in life. But it is always, always, always uh, reminded to us that when we do face these things, praise God, that it's not enough to take us down. And, you know, I like something that John Osteen always said. That's Joel Osteen's dad. He, he would say that the devil can try his best but his best is never enough. And that is the truth. Hey, you can try your best, but it is never enough for the child of God. And so 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3, the Lord is faithful, isn't he? Is he faithful? He will strengthen us and he will guard us from the evil one. And and you know, I'm reminded of, you know, a lot of times we think as Christians, like, man, the ultimate defeat would just be if somebody died. And again, I just can't highlight this enough that you, 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 you can't defeat a Christian with death. Why? We go to heaven, people. You realize that, right? And you get that, that, that this isn't just something we make up or imagine. Heaven is literally a real place. Well, I've never seen it. Well, maybe you've never, you know, seen, uh, you know, some, you know, Ireland or Greece. I don't care, but it's still there. It's still real, right? And so you need to know that for the Christian, death is not defeat. Amen. Death is promotion going to heaven. I'll tell you what is a defeat though. And I believe with all my heart that Satan's ultimate objective is not to just kill a Christian. And you may or may not agree with that. Why? Uh, what his ultimate goal is, is to get a Christian separated from God, even to the point of denying God or blaspheming God. And we, and we've seen it, you know, somebody that was at one point singing God's praises to turn around and eventually curse that same God. Somebody that at one point was preaching the gospel. And then at some point was using that same mouth to, uh, to, to, to fight against the gospel. And, 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 you know, the Lord appeared to Saul of Tarsus and he said, man, wh- wh- why are you fighting me? Uh, you're, you're kicking against the pricks is what the King James says. You're, you're fighting, you're digging your heels in. And, and this was a guy that thought he was doing God's work. And he's like, no, 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 you got to get it together. And so I believe that Satan's ultimate goal, what he, if he could have it anyway, he'd get every single person in this room to get to such a place where he could drive such a wedge between you and God where he gets you so isolated, so separated that you are no longer tight with God and, 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 and you've, you've turned your back on him and denied him and become unfaithful to him. And we know this much that it is possible for somebody that was at one point born again, serving God to completely let go and walk away. And, and it is possible. It is possible for somebody to walk away from their salvation. Now, we know that there's no way that God would ever let go of you, that he would ever come and, and snatch your salvation away. We know that. We are eternally secure. He would never break that covenant. But it is possible for us 
to break that covenant and let go and walk away. And in the very end of the book of James, one of the last verses, it says, if you who are spiritual find somebody that has walked away from the faith and you restore that person, you've saved their soul from hell. And and so what am I getting at? None of this is on my notes. This is just trying to talk to you for a second here, okay? And so listen, Satan's ultimate goal isn't to just kill you. His ultimate goal is to separate you from God. And then at that point, yeah, you know, he, he would have a blast, you know, doing something to you. But you need to know right now that he wants to drive a wedge between you. He wants you to think that God ain't faithful, that, that your, 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 your people, your group, your crowd, that they don't care. What, whatever he can do to bring about this separation, he will do it. And so, you have got to cling to verses like we just talked about right here. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. And I take a lot of comfort in that. In, in, in 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, uh, some of the earliest letters that Paul wrote, he was writing, they had all sorts of questions about the rapture, about the second coming of Christ, and, and all this stuff. They were going through a whole lot, and, and, and people were trying to talk them out of it, and like, that ain't ever gonna happen. And, and, and they were getting persecuted and all this stuff. And Paul, if you read these two books, he's, he describes the rapture. He describes the end times. It, it's great and it's wonderful, but he gets to this end here and he says, All right, guys, uh, you know, uh, listen, there's all that. Just remember this. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. You got to get this. You got to stand on this word. Amen. Every day of our life. Don't ever lose sight of this fact, no matter what happens. God's good. No doubt about it. He's faithful, no doubt about it. He will strengthen you, no doubt about it. And he will guard you from the evil one. We have got Jesus. We are going to heaven someday. And I can't wait. It's it's coming. It's happening. Amen. But until then, we're down here and we're going to live our lives for him. Can we get an amen today? Amen. All right. Praise God. Let's go ahead and we'll stand up together. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I know that's a little bit of a curveball compared to, you know, what we've been studying in our series about, about grownups and everything. But I feel the Lord telling us to go that route today. And just some encouragement, just uh, some reminders of probably some things that you already knew. Uh, we're going to go ahead and have Pastor Josh lead us in a little bit of worship here this morning. Uh, but I want to, uh, as we, before we close everything out, I want to have uh, Leanne come on up with us today. Amen. And so um, we want to, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about about Kaylee. And, and so uh, we actually have uh, her grandma here with us this morning, uh, Miss Leanne, and we love her. She's such a wonderful part of our church. And, and a lot of times she's uh, watching online with us. Uh, and a lot of times she's here with us. But I want us as a family to, to surround her with some love and prayers today. And, uh, you know, just uh, know, let, let her and the family know that we are with them. And so I want to do this this morning. Amen. And uh, hey, not everybody can do it, but can we get some of you to come up with me and and uh, and just be around her? Amen. Let's just let's do this. Let let's gather together here and and uh, you know let's get a let's get a group of us. Let's get a bunch of us. We love her and we want her to feel this love today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
We're going to pray for her and the family. And, and we, we, we know we have prayed and, and all this, but we're going to, we're going to do this again. And, and we're going to keep lifting them up. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for Leanne, Lord, for her wonderful daughter, Rosalinda. I mean, you just raised one of the most godly, wonderful women that any of us have ever met. Lord, she is just, I mean, she is really something. And so we thank you, Lord, for Rosalinda uh, and then for the grandkids, for Joseph and Olivia. And Lord, right now... You know what's going on because Kaylee's with you. And, and Lord, we also know that even in Hebrews 12, it tells us that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And so we know that Kaylee can even sit down here and see us right now. And we can't see her. We, we know that we cannot talk to her. We cannot hear her. We get that. But we do know from scripture that she can see down here and she can see us. And so Lord, we, we just, we, we thank you for, uh, the, the love and the joy that she brought to all of us. And, and, and we can't feel sorry for her now because Hey, she's doing better than we are. She feels sorry for us. But Lord, I pray in Jesus name that during this season, that the peace of God, the comfort of God, the healing power of God would be all over this family, Lord, and all over the rest of us that are hurting pretty bad at the moment, Lord. And I thank you that we'll put things into perspective and we'll realize that this is only a temporary separation and it's not going to be that long before we're just all up there together anyway, Lord. And so until time, we thank you for your peace, for your comfort, and for the joy of the Lord to be our strength. And and someone would say, well, you can't have joy. You can't have peace right now. That's impossible. Oh, yes, we can. There is a a peace in Philippians 4, 7 that it, it surpasses our understanding doesn't make any sense how we could have this peace, but it says that it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And so we thank you for that peace, for the joy of the Lord, and just the love of God upon all of us right now. And we thank you, Lord, that we will see her again really, really soon. We love you so much, and we absolutely choose to say and declare, the Lord is good. He has a stronghold in the day of trouble. Amen. And that he comes to give life and life more abundantly. And we'll never let go of these verses. We love you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church family. Thank you guys. Amen. Amen. You can give some hugs there. That's all right. We appreciate having such a strong family to be together during these times. Amen. And I'm sure that Rosalinda's phone and everything is inundated with, uh, with text, but it's okay. If you got her number, send her a text, let her know you love her. And, and I'm sure if it takes a minute to respond, well, that's all right. We understand that. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you guys. And you guys can, we'll let them continue to hug and talk right there for a few minutes. I'm going to bring our prayer team up to this side over here this morning. And if you're here and you need prayer uh, for anything at all, uh, we would love to pray for you. If you need, uh, you know, you got stuff going on in your family, you got stuff going on at your job, whatever the case is, we would love to pray for you. So we're going to leave this side over here uh, for uh, loving on and for a few minutes. This side over here will be for prayer for anybody else that needs it. All right. Go ahead, Pastor Josh, lead us.
Oh, your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing Of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God love your voice You have led me through the fire In darkest nights You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after, it's running after me Your goodness is running after, it's running after me With my life laid down Surrender now I give you everything Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after it's running after me With my life laid down I'm surrendered now I give you everything Your goodness is running after It's running after me All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God All 
my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we've still got ministry going on up here, so we want to be reverent for that. Man, isn't it good to be in a place where uh, you can get people prayed for? Amen. And, and 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 everyone out there is just praying too, man. We, we you know your your family, your church family, they got your back and they're praying for you. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so, uh, you know, I, I know today it's been a little bit of a different Sunday, and uh, and so it's been awesome though being together in the house of the Lord. Um, as we begin to wind down and and start to to close things out here.
uh, we want to remind you that tonight uh, is, uh, it's not our regular service, but we're having the big church uh, barbecue and party together tonight at 6 p.m. right here in the main sanctuary. And we know it, it's going to be hot uh, at that time of day, especially so. Um, and so it'll probably be, a, you know, 80 degrees or so here in the building. So, uh, you know, dress cool and let's have a good time. I would just love to see all the family out tonight having a good time uh, together and hanging out and, and, and just eating and sharing a good meal and playing some games and stuff. So let's have everybody here uh, at six o'clock. And uh, Renee told me that uh, if you are uh, needing your to grill your stuff here, we will have a couple of grills and you need just be here by five. If I understood that right, everyone else, you can bring your stuff at around six and we'll do it that way. So uh, let's have everyone here for just a, a really great night. And we're celebrating pastor's 72nd birthday. Uh, we're going to have cake and ice cream. Amen. And we also have free snow cones from Billy's Kitchen. She's going to be breaking those out there. So we will keep you cool. It's going to be a really, really fun night. Let's get everyone here. All right. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. I want to dismiss you today. And so you can get on, uh, go on, get on out and, and cool off and have a good time. So let's pray. Then we'll do our Barstow faith confession. Amen. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you, Lord, for what we've seen in the word of God today, Lord. And it is undeniable that you are good to us. You are faithful that you will guard us from the evil one. And we're so thankful that we've got these promises from your word that we're never alone. And so, Lord, I pray that as we exit today, Lord, that we're taking the love of God with us. And and hey, let's get real. We know sometimes when it's real hot, we get cranky. Help us to have good attitudes, Lord. Help us to be nice to everybody else in the midst of this heat wave, Lord. And we love you. Let us be the light of the world everywhere we go this week. We are grateful. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name, can everybody say amen? Amen. amen. All right. Let's go ahead and do our Barstow Faith Confession, and then you will be dismissed. And Robert, did you need any uh, anything else? Are you good? Okay. All right. Very good. Let's speak some faith over Barstow together. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. See you at 6 o'clock tonight. Amen.